It's important for believers to walk in the will of God. We are supposed to do the will of God. We're supposed to be in the will of God. Um, if we are not in the will of God, we will not enjoy the things that, the, that God's word talks about. And depending on how far away from the will that we are in, it can become increasingly dangerous. And it will look as if the believer is suffering the same thing as the world. At some point, um, the church began to record divorces the same rate as the world. Uh, I believe it's declining now. So some, some will not agree. I'm declaring by faith that it is on the decline. Praise the Lord Jesus. Um, suffering the same things. And we need to know, find out what is wrong. Amen. Now let us go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. It says, Moreover, brethren, verse 1, I will not, I, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers under the cloud are not passed through the sea. Now God loves you. Amen. God loves you and I with an everlasting love. Amen. And his desire is not don't let the things I'm about to read make you fearful, but make you cautious to do the right thing. Amen? Because the things that are written were written so that for our learning. Amen? They were not written to discourage us, but for us to see a pattern of things that wouldn't work and what will work. Amen? So we have a benefit of what you would call hindsight. Because remember that the people who participated in these things do, did not have the benefit of what we have. They didn't have examples to look at to say, okay, this is what I shouldn't do. They were the forerunners of these things, but we are not. We are the ones to whom the ends of the world are come, but we have people that we look at what they did, the ones that didn't work, we can tell. The ones that worked, we know how they worked. Praise the Lord Jesus. So he says here, how that all our fathers, talking about the children of Israel, the fathers of Israel, were under the cloud and, and all passed through the sea. Now this sea is talking about here is the Red Sea. Those first generation of Jews that came out of Egypt, that is what the Apostle Paul is talking about here. And they were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. So the cloud that followed them and the sea, the Red Sea that they were passing by, were a type of baptism. Praise the Lord Jesus. Now it was not in their understanding at the time they were doing it, but the Apostle Paul, through the insight of the Holy Spirit, is telling us here that what happened was a baptism. Amen. And did all eat the same spiritual meat? What is the spiritual meat he's talking about here? The word that was coming to them and the manna that they ate in the wilderness. You know, the Bible talked about the fact that it was angels' food. Hallelujah. And did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. 
You know, when Moses struck the rock in the wilderness and water gushed out the first time, that rock was a type of Christ. It was what God asked him to do was a prophetic instruction as to what will happen in the end. That's why he's telling us here that they drank of that spiritual rock. Though they were drinking physical water, as far as God was concerned, he was giving, because Jesus had not been, had not come in yet into the earth, so he was giving them a type of that water so that in the end he can exchange it. Amen? Because they already took it. All right? Now, it says, and that, that rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But with many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. With many of them, God was not well pleased. God loved the children of Israel. He defended them. And when they came to the promised land, he fought for them because he is love and he loves them. Now, God's love may be unconditional, but he expects that you will love him back. What, what do I mean by that? It's unconditional to the extent that God will still love you, whether you love him back or not, but you will not enter heaven if you do not do his will. I'll say it again. God's love is unconditional to the extent that whether you love him back or not, he will show you his love. His love is free. But salvation costs the blood of his son. And salvation through Jesus Christ is the ticket or doorway into heaven. If you don't have Jesus, regardless of the fact that God is love, you will go to hell. Whoever that person is, let's make it very clear. Some people think that we are two clubs, you know, like I have my religion, you have your religion, so I'm trying to convert you. No. Everybody else upon the face of the earth is going to hell that does not accept Jesus as Lord. I'll make it very clear again. Let me say very clearly. Anyone regardless of who you are, if you do not accept Jesus as Lord and you die and pass out of this world, you're in hell. That is what the scriptures tell us. John chapter 3 verse 16. We're still going to come back here, but I want to read this and make it clear. There is the will of God and there is the wrath of God. There is disobedience to God and there is obedience to God. And God is a judge. Not everything is acceptable with God. The Bible tells us in John chapter 3 verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Mark chapter 16 verse 15. And he said unto them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. 
But he that believeth not shall be uh, taken care of with God's love. He shall be what? Damned. And that is it. There's no ifs about it, ifs and buts about it. It's a definite statement. Definite article. Damned. And that's it. All right? Okay. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. It says, oh, pastor is trying to make us afraid so that he leaves some stuff on us. No, I'm not trying to make you afraid. I'm just stating the way that it is. He said, but with many of them, God was not well pleased. Because God was not pleased, they were overthrown in the wilderness. He said, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now, these things were our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Which means that there are things that are not acceptable with God. There is the will of God and there is that which is not the will of God. Don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. The Bible says we should not think of ourselves more highly than we should ought to think. But we should think soberly. According as God had dealt to each man or woman the measure of faith. Don't think of yourself more special than you ought to. He says, neither be ye idolaters. Who is he talking about here? He's talking to New Testament believers. Is this not true? Is he talking to unbelievers here? He said, neither be idolaters. So it's possible to be a Christian and to try to be an idolater. As were some of them, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and to drink and rose up to play. So he's trying to tell you what idolatry is. What were they playing? They were celebrating the golden calf that they made. He said, neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed and fell in one day three and twenty thousand. Now, if somebody has committed fornication and you're not repenting, you're just continuing in your way. Now, I'm saying you've done that in time past, you've repented, that's fine. The blood of Jesus has cleansed you as far as heaven is concerned it's like you never did that. You never did that. It doesn't exist. Now, the person who's continuing in it, that is not the will of God. Hallelujah. That was why these people were destroyed. They were doing these things and because they picked it from Egypt. And they said, now we're free. So the freedom, the liberty that they have received, they were using it as an occasion to the flesh. Hallelujah. It says, and some of them committed and fell in one day, three and 20,000. That's 23,000 people died in one day. Now then let us tempt Christ. As some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. The Bible talks about rightly dividing the word of truth. I'm not saying we don't love you. I'm not saying God doesn't love you, but God has a will. And there are things that are pleasing to him, and there are things that are not pleasing to him. And Jesus said some very clear things in Scripture 
that a lot of us ministers are not looking at it. We're just driving past it. So people are in the outer court. People don't want to come closer. Now, all these things happened unto them for examples. They are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. There's a Christian life to live. It's not just about God doing things for us. There's a life to live. There's a way that pleases God so that the blessing can flow. Then he says, Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth, take heed lest he fall. They had no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man, but God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you might be able to bear it. Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. I speak as to wise men, judge ye what I say. The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? For we be many are one bread and one body. For we are all partakers of that one bread. Behold Israel after the flesh. Are not they which eat of the sacrifices partakers of the altar? What say I then? That the idol is anything or that which is offered in sacrifice to idols during Halloween is anything? But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice... The ungodly, those who do not know God, the nations that do not know God, do not know Jehovah. It says that the sacrifices which these nations sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils. They celebrate devils. And those sacrifices or celebrations are not to God. And I would not that you should have fellowship, communion, participation, with devils. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and of the table of devils. Do we provoke God to jealousy? It means that God is not pleased when you are doing those things. Are we stronger than he? John chapter 15 verse 7. John chapter 15, verse 7. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. The next verse. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. Next verse. So we're supposed to bear fruit. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue, continue ye, in my love. But if ye keep my commandments, if ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. Let's back up. For as the father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. Which means that there was a way that the father loved Jesus. 
He said, in the same way that my father loved me, so have I, what? Loved you. He says, continue in my love, my kind of love. The next verse. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. Which means, if you don't keep his commandments, you do not abide in this love he's talking about. It's a kind of love. So he says, even as I have kept my father's commandments, and I, and I abide in his love, these things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. You see, when we are not in the will of God, there'll be no joy. Use the spirit. That's what the Bible says. If you walk in the spirit, you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. If you continue in the spirit, because the peace of God is your umpire. The joy of the Lord is your umpire. These things determine whether you please God or not. Do you know why the children of, of darkness who are in this the lifestyle and all of those strange religions, why the propensity to commit suicide is very high. The reason is that there is no joy in the devil. So when demons gather in a person, depression can be the only result because devils were not expected to dwell in human beings. So there can be no joy there. The, the body may seem to have, you know, it's like an acquired taste. The body may seem to enjoy it, but each time there can be no joy coming out of it. Because the Spirit of God is grieved. This is my commandment, that he love one another as I have loved you. Greater love had no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Yeah, my friends, if you do whatsoever, I command you. So there's a commandment of love along with, along with other things. Colossians chapter 4. Epaphras, chapter 4, verse 12. Epaphras was a brother in, 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 in the church in, in Colossae. And every time the Apostle Paul observed that this young man always prayed this particular prayer. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, salute you. He was with Apostle Paul. He said, oh, always laboring fervently for you in prayers that ye may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. He always prayed that the brethren would be in the will of God, be in God's perfect will for their lives, that they'll be in the place where the blessings flow where the protection of the Most High is on you. We want to walk in the blessing. God's love is unconditional. His blessings are conditional. His judgments are conditioned. They're conditioned on something. They're premised on something. They're predicated on something. You don't just, you know, start, you know, uh, yeah, you come in, they give a dose of joy and all of that. Wow, wow. Then you go there and you start cussing people out and all of that. Something will start happening to your peace. Until you stop it. Proverbs 12, 20, 28. In the way of righteousness is life. There's, there's a way of righteousness. There's a way that is not the way of righteousness. The way of right living with God 
the way of being in the right standing of God. It says, this, verse 5, this then is the message we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light. In him is no darkness at all. Now, what is light? Hallelujah. God is light. He is light, in, he is light itself. And that light comes to us as his word. He says, if we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. If we say we know him, we know him, we're with him. Oh, I'm a child of God. I'm in fellowship with God. But you're walking in darkness. What is darkness? Anything that is contrary to the word of God. The word is light. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He says, I'm the light that lighted up each every man that cometh into the world. And the Bible tells us that he, he, his word is light. The, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So the word of God is light. And the word of God is the will of God. Is the wisdom of God. So if I'm walking in the will of God, I'm walking in the light. If I'm walking according to the word of God, I'm in line with the word of God, I'm walking in the light. <laughs>